Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 67 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I've uh, been away for the last couple of days. I haven't got a couple of podcasts out. I'm sorry about that. I've been uh, developing a couple ideas and trying to start my own business. And those always present challenges when you're going that route and you don't have a product out. I recently stopped by a friend's place. He owns a, a business and he needed a little help. And so as I was helping him that day, I come across something and I wasn't aware of what it was. I asked him about it and it was a gag gift. It was, an, it was a device that makes noise. And so I, we were joking about it and all of a sudden it popped in my mind that this has got to be one of the greatest noise deterrent devices for wildlife depredation that I've never seen anything like it. So I started asking him questions and uh, he had never thought about using it for wildlife. Uh, for him, it was just a joke. So I contacted a couple of state agencies, started asking them some questions and we're going through the process of getting it approved to test out on wildlife in these depredation situations. Now it's a non-lethal device and it's a noise deterrent. And so there's no harm that would be associated with the animals. Um, and so we're just working through that process. And, and so I was dealing with some of those issues on Wednesday as we're trying to get approved and, and it's just fun. We'll see, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, the more I go around, even though I walked away from wildlife, the more I walk around, the more I see, uh, ways that I can work in wildlife management or be around wildlife and to help out. Yeah, so I'm excited. I also have some upcoming volunteer opportunities. Uh, the more I've done this podcast, the more I realized I, I need to be more involved with wildlife. And so I've uh, been getting my name out there for volunteer opportunities, and I've got some coming up that'll be fun. Some of the stuff is, you know, mundane, and that's just the way these opportunities go. People still need help, and they still need volunteers. And so I just have been contacting state agencies and others to let them know I'm interested and as these opportunities come up, it'll, it'll be exciting and I can tell you about them. Uh, we missed story time on, uh, Wednesday. Uh, that's kind of my hump day where you're halfway through your week. And so I think it's a good marker, but, uh, I missed it on Wednesday dealing with these issues. So I thought I'd share a story today. There's a, a Canyon that is heavily trafficked near where I live. It's a four lane highway, but it's got, it's even bigger than that. And it's got a barrier down the middle because of, uh, in the winter accidents happen, semis slide across the road and you get head ons with uh, semis. So they put a barrier up and it's a pretty large area. And they were having so many wildlife issues that they've put wildlife barriers on both sides, these large tall fences. And, uh, to create the elk and deer and moose and all that from crossing these highways and causing accidents. One of the challenges you have there is it's created a nice barrier and stops migration. They've put some underpasses for wildlife, at least one there. Uh, I know that deer have used it a little bit. I know some moose have crossed and an elk or two. I'm not sure how effective it is, but what this barrier does is it, it creates roadways where these animals run into these and then they just come up and down looking for holes in the fence to see if they can get through. There's a state agency that's in charge of maintaining the fence, but 
just like everybody else there. Their main duties keep them swamped. And so it, it's challenging, especially in the, these canyons, to maintain that fencing. I got a call at midnight uh, that uh, some elk had made it onto the road. They'd found a hole in the fence, and they had uh, made their way, and they were causing uh, a real concern, safety concern. So it was about midnight, and I start heading up that canyon to see you know what the situation was who do i need to get involved you never want to call all your buddies out at midnight and tell them hey we've got a bunch of elk on the road and then you can handle it by yourself and and everybody was up for nothing so i made it uh to the canyon as i start the summit of the canyon i crested it and start coming down and all of a sudden i see all these eyes there happened to be at that time nobody on the road which was crazy the highway patrol were down around the bend i could see their lights flashing in the distance but there was nobody coming up or going down the road and it was a good thing because there was quite a few head uh, close to 50 head of, of elk just coming up the road and they had taken up all four lanes and they were coming at me and I didn't generally know, I had a pretty good idea where that hole in the fence was, but I didn't know for sure. And I assumed it was where the highway patrol was, but I wasn't sure. So I just started honking my horn. I turned my flashers on. I had a spotlight that uh, was remote controlled. And so I could control that spotlight on the top of my truck. And I just started flash flashing had my flashers started honking and the elk weren't doing anything so i loaded a shotgun full of cracker shells and the cracker shells are similar to an m80 and you fire it out your barrel and it lights the fuse and then it gets out a certain distance and blows up makes a loud noise sometimes they'll go off in your barrel uh, so you've you've just got to be careful where you shoot them but uh, i stepped out of the truck like john wayne loaded I think five or so cracker shells and I just started shooting them all over the place and they started going off and the elk started freaking out and they started running back down the road and then I lit up a couple of more cracker shells and really got them moving and elk are different than wildlife or elk are different than Holsteins and the one reason why I know this is because when I started shooting those cracker shells, those elk headed directly for that hole in the fence. Now, if it was Holstein, these buggers would have run another 15 miles down the roadway and caused even more problems. This is one of those instances where it was just beautiful. They ran back through the hole. I had a turkey trap that I had taken a panel from and it was in the back of my truck. I pulled that panel down and slapped it onto the hole in the fence and blocked it. And that is one time I will remember because everything just worked out perfectly. A few days later, the elk had made their way into a small community that was about two miles from where this was at. And I happened to again be coming through at night and they were coming up the on-ramp headed towards me. And I just romped on it. I hit the gas so hard, the truck just took off flying and I beat the elk before they could get onto the highway because if they got onto the highway they would have got past the fence but i beat them to it and i started honking again i fired cracker shells got them running back into town and they ran across the reservoir that was on the other side of the community 
And this area is just a challenging area because the, the wildlife, they like to migrate. We've put up barriers, making it difficult. But uh, this area is always good for stories. All right. Hope you guys liked them. If you have any questions, let me know on Instagram. Have a great day. Take care. Stay wild.